0: I got this picture, so we're going to talk about the difference between law versus grace. So what, before Jesus, after Jesus. And I got this picture, and I think it really, really sums it up really good. You don't need to read the scripture, but just, just look at the picture here. So, law says, do and thou shall live. And grace says, done, believe and live.
1: Sorry, what does
0: the law say? Miles away from the second there. The law says, do and thou shalt live. Mm. So you do this, and then you live. You do something, and then you get it. And grace says it's done. Mm. To believe and live. Yeah, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I find a simpler uh, transition, or a a simpler way to say it anyways, that I think anyways is... uh, In the law, you have to do. You have to do to be. You do this, and then you'll become this. You do good, you stop sinning, you whatever, and then you become righteous, then you become holy, blah, blah. And grace, grace says, Jesus became righteous, Jesus became holy, Jesus did it all, believe him, and then you will do it. Like, it's not do to be, it's you've become, and then you do. It's, it's a tweak of the a mindset, like, you have become already, and then the fruit of that is, I, I must do this, because this is who I am. Not, I have to do this to become something, to get closer to God, or to have favor, or blessing, or whatever it is. And that's the simple difference from someone living in the law and someone living under grace. Like, law is striving. I have to do this. I got to come to church. I have to stop sinning. I have to stop doing this thing that I always get into. And grace is like, I have it all. I'm right with God, and I have salvation. I have all this stuff because of what Jesus did. And once I believe it, just like anything in Christianity, you believe first. Then everything comes. Mm-hmm. You didn't get all clean and stop sinning and then come to Jesus. That's mm-hmm. not how it worked. Mm-hmm. You came as a dirty, mm-hmm. <laughs> disgusting human being like everyone else, mm-hmm. regardless of how much you sinned. If you sin once mm-hmm. or a million times, it all looks the same. And then Jesus said, Believe? Okay, boom. Now you're clean. Now you're washed, painted, it's on you. So, so yeah, the old says, do and you will be. So, like, in, uh, <clears throat> on uh, Mount Sinai, in Exodus 19, it said, if you obey, then you will receive my blessings. You know, it has a list of blessings and curses and stuff in, in, uh, in the old covenant, Exodus Deuteronomy. And so this is, this is old covenant, so this is before you're saved. So if you haven't read much of the the old testament where that 's that 's what i 'm talking about when like sharing like the yeah the old old covenant, the old way of doing things when Jesus came, it was only after he died and rose again that the new covenant and grace could be actually lived out, so not even when he was living, like the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all still old covenant like he was the, he was the middle part he was bringing the Old Covenant to an end, fulfilling it in his life. He showed this is how you can fulfill the Old Covenant, which no one could do. It was impossible. No one could fulfill the Old Covenant. It was always only by faith that people could come to God. So back then, and if you are living under the law, uh, your identity... Sorry, not if you're living under the law. If you're a Christian... You can still live under this law. Even though you love Jesus and you want to know God more. There's so many Christians. Maybe you still are. And hopefully we can get to the root of that today if you are and we can get on to grace. I have. Nice. Not when you surrender, when you know what to surrender to. Yeah? Yeah. We'll we'll get through it and you'll you'll understand. So your identity to the core. Under the Old Covenant, when you weren't saved, is a sinner and sinful. So when Adam sinned, sin entered the world, and Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. That's Romans five twelve. And you were separated from God, never able to have an int- intimate relationship with him. So that's the whole, uh, the temple, Right? temple in excess. They made this temple and God lived in this temple. And only the priest could go in the Holy of Holies where God was like once a year. No one else. And he came in there fear and trembling. Like if he didn't do all the sacrifices, if he didn't do all the rituals, everything perfectly, like 100% perfect, he would die. He would go into the presence, he'd fall over dead. and Like they had a rope tied to his leg and bells on his on his on his robe. So if they the bell stopped jingling or he was in there too long, they'd have to pull out his dead body. Because they couldn't go in there and get him or else they'd die too. <laughs> like like that's crazy. That's so so to be in the presence of God you have to be perfect, according to what his definition of perfect is. Right? So this is what they had to do. This is was the old way. I'm so glad it wasn't it's not like that now. And you had covering of sin at best, so there was no getting rid of sin. In the old covenant, you you covered it up. These sacrifices, God, God said, "There has to be blood. There has to be bloodshed." And they had all these sacrifices—millions of of rams and goats and doves and calves and whatever—like millions. Like, can you imagine how like? (laughs) Rich <laughs> yeah like that imagine like how corrupt the sheep farmers would be then right you know like <laughs> or whatever, like there's so much blood everywhere, like if you've been around like old the blood, like it stinks, mm. it's really stinky, mm. so yeah, there's covering us in at best in uh first corinthians fifteen uh fifty six it says four Sin is the sting that results in death. And the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gave us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's the old way. Now we have victory over sin and death. Mm-hmm. That's the first one we're talking about. You have victory over sin. So you have it already. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, we're not waiting to get it someday. Mm-hmm. So. That thing alone, if we believe that, thank you, God, I just read this is your word, Well, you've got to read it for yourself to make sure. <laughs> it's not John said this, now I believe it, right? If you read it for yourself and believe it, it says, I have victory over sin, I sin and death, then you can start walking that out. Not, okay, I'm going to try to stop sinning. I'm going to try, I'm going to try. That's the reason you'll never stop. Because you're trying to get something that you already have. It's like me trying to get this shirt that I'm wearing. Oh, I want this shirt so bad. I want it. I want, I'm just looking for all this. Where's the sign from God? I, want, I need to wear this shirt. And it's on me already, you know? It's like, God's like, look at what I'm saying. I already said it. And you can't see it. You're blinded by your own doings, your works. Then you get into the law. That's the law. When you're trying to do something, trying to get something you already have. You do to become, right? And grace is you have become, therefore do. Such, such a big difference. Uh, so in the new, you believe, then you are, and then you do. You do it because of what you're believing, not because of what you think you should do or what someone else says or. To be a good Christian, or to be a better Christian, or whatever. <laughs> that, that language is kind of weird to me. like people want to talk about being, being a good Christian or a better Christian. like, what's that? Mm. Like you're a Christian or you're not a Christian. Mm. right? You're either in Christ or you're not, you're not halfway. You don't have half a God in you, and he doesn't leave on the weekends, you, know, or just come on the weekends, like he's always there. So yeah, so again, if you need, if you want to interrupt you got any questions, ask away. I love questions. I love the conversation. Um, <clears throat> so Jesus' death and resurrection equal this. Okay? If you believe, if you trust in and rely on and cling to Jesus, you will be saved or born again or made into a new creation instantly by grace through faith. So it's by grace. You can't do anything. Grace is grace. Is grace. It's uh, unmerited favor. Like we were all very wrong, and Jesus just made us right because we believe. Like that's it. Like we don't have our own Righteousness. God doesn't give us our own righteousness. He gives us his righteousness. Righteousness is just translated right standing. So right standing in God. You can stand upright in God's presence. Like he's not gonna, You're not going to die anymore. You're upright in front of God. Because of what Jesus did. Because of what God has done. So he sees Jesus in you, on you, intertwined with you. Because when you get saved, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, and it's a marriage, you know. It's two becoming one. So it's inseparable. So when God sees me, He sees Jesus in me, in my true identity. So, mm-hmm. and in the new, I'm just. It's got a little list here. Sorry, then we'll get into other stuff, but. Um, <clears throat> you're declared righteous through the act of Jesus dying on the cross. It's Romans 3.25. And you have access to Daddy God, having a personal relationship with him. So now instead of the, the temple, you have become the temple. And he lives in you. And you have access to him all the time, just like in the garden. You know, Adam and Eve, they lost. When they When they ate from the tree, it's... It said, God said, if you eat from the tree, you'll surely die. Did they die when they ate from the tree? Spiritual. Mm. Yeah. Spiritually. Spiritually, they died. Not physically. Their bodies walk around. They had kids. They had lived for hundreds of years. But they died that day, spiritually. And what did they lose? Yeah, really? Relationship, with Relationship with God, yeah everything. God is everything for a relationship with God. They couldn't walk in the the garden with God anymore. They got cast out. They couldn't be that intimate relationship anymore. I hear you. You hear me. I talk. You talk. We have amazing adventures, like naming all the animals and all this stuff. Instantly gone because they chose to become gods themselves to decide what's right and what's wrong for me. That's what they did. When the serpent said, did God really say? And then he said, oh, yeah, God said that we can't eat it. We can't even touch it. God didn't say that. And he knew that. And he's like, oh, here's an in. He's like, oh, you won't really die. You'll just be why you'll become like God. And she was already like God. She was made in God's image. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In his likeness, totally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, they were perfect. Right? Totally unashamed, everything. And then decided, Oh yeah, that sounds good. I want something. Like God must be holding something back from me. Right? Believe in this other voice instead of God's voice. And that's that's the only voice that ever comes to us now. <clears throat> like I, what's happening now? Yeah. I thought
1: it was that yeah.
0: Sorry?
2: Like is that like what's happening to us now? Like we're in this perfect state. Yeah.
0: Hundred you said, percent.
3: You said that there's only two voices. Yeah. The voice of God or the voice of the devil. Yeah. What about our own voice, though?
0: Our like own voice. Got-
3: like, is that just our own voice either reflects what God says or reflects what the devil says?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The The Bible says that at the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. So what we fill our heart with, the Bible said, like the heart is our believer. What we believe comes out of our heart, not this organ, but what we believe, mm. right? So whatever is stored up in there, your information, your knowledge of God and your revelation and what you do, all that stuff gets stored up, and then it starts to come out. It starts here first, you believe, mm. and then you speak, and then you do. No so yeah. there's no personal me, there's
4: no personal sharing.
0: Like you no, are still a you are still a person and you still have a choice, mm. but your voice is either it's either the world or it's God. Yeah, mm. the world and the devil are the same, and the the Bible says they're the same.
1: Yeah. What you're resonating, like what you're if you're resonating from source God, mm. the original beginning of everything, or being confused with additional knowledge
0: that you don't need like the tree of knowledge. Yeah, like your your life lived will reveal to you and everyone else what you believe. You just have to look in the mirror and ask yourself plainly and look at look at what you did that day, that week, that year. Am I living like God or where can I grow? And you t- oh. um where I thought you were going with that show
1: was um, like today age yeah. there's so much it's so easy to be everyone's a um everyone's a guru everyone's a professional <coughs> at giving advice yeah everyone's got all the new information but we've already got it and
0: that's that's what having faith is about <laughs> isn't it? well yeah you you have to know what you have first yeah exactly all right, like like, me personally, I don't, I don't watch TV, I don't read other books, <laughs> I hardly go on any social media or anything whatsoever, because mm. almost all of it is not the word, and that's all that I really that's, wanted, you know? It just blows my mind. Because
3: <laughs> yeah. like, I suppose, you're like, the God of this world, he's in charge of everything, and that's Satan in this world. Yeah. So, if you're not listening to God, mm. then you're listening to Satan.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. This
3: is just like, seriously, like, what have I been
0: listening to? It's amazing. It's amazing, right? Like, the world <laughs> in Satan, like, it says, like, the Bible says it's the...
5: Just the expression he goes <laughs> with,
0: holy, it's <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, John, did you have a, you have a question, sir?
3: Yeah, I was, <coughs> I was just wondering, uh, <laughs> like my sister's on the very late stages, or well, the last stages of cancer, mm. and I was talking to her last night, and yeah. um, I was telling her about Christ, and in the end she said, well, I'm trusting Jesus. Mm. Now, is that is she saved or is she not saved? Or uh, well, you've got to have yeah. special words? That you, it, you know? It's hard
0: to tell. Like,
3: like
0: I mean... <laughs> I mean, the Bible said if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord, you'll be saved. Mm. I mean, you don't have to, you don't need a storehouse of knowledge to be saved. You need to make a choice. Mm. You need to realize, yeah, you can't do it. And that's it. Like, there's plenty of stories of people on their deathbed just giving their life to God and something happens. Well, like, if there's time, you can you can see, you you can see people, if they're if they're saved, you know. Like, I'm sure you know people too. Say they're Christian and they live totally like the world, right? So I go to church. I read my Bible. I do this, not, but they're swearing up a storm, cheating on their wives, whatever. You know, like they're doing so much. Like, all the stuff the world does. Drinking, getting drunk, doing doing whatever. Like, I, oh, God knows in my heart. God knows my heart. That's, that's something you hear all the time. Like, what did, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Your heart is revealing that you don't believe God. Like, your actions reveal that you don't believe God. Right? In that consistency of doing wrong, the consistency, that's, you can, you can see that the fruit of their life. And it's... Yeah, when... If if you're at a point where you know what's wrong and you keep doing it, like, I don't... That's like... That's scripture where it says that if you turn once to repentance and then they go back, those people can never be brought back again because they, they know the truth already. And they're like, I don't care. I'm just going this way anyways. Like, that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. But so usually... Back that <clears throat> well, but what
2: about the prodigal son?
0: Yeah, he came back. Yeah. He realized. Yeah. yeah.
2: So they can be brought back. But then the
0: scripture says they can't. It's like... If you don't want to be... If you know and you don't care. Mm-hmm. If you know and you don't care. Like, that's rare. Extremely rare. Mm-hmm. Like, people... I ask that question to you like the unpardonable sin, you know? Have I blasphemed the Holy Spirit? Does that mean I'm going to hell? It's like, if you're asking that question and you really don't want to, you haven't done it. If you did it and you don't care if you did it or not, then I would question. Like everything is about motive. Why did you do what you do? Why are you doing it? Because you care. I care, that's why I'm asking, that's why I'm searching it out. Like, I really don't want to do this, you know? So it's all, yeah, all motive, all the time. Yeah, getting back to that Satan question, talking in the garden. I believe that that's the only thing the devil ever says to us. It's that snake in the garden. It's like, did God really say? All the time whatever it is you heard last week or today or, or 10 years ago and then we don't get in our word or we don't remember and they're like oh, did God really say it? was that true or am I I don't know exactly what I believe or what I remember you know like that's what happens like devil's trying to convince you and the world's trying to convince you of something else when God says you're free from sin Oh, but I just sinned yesterday. Does that mean I'm free from sin? I, I, you know? That's like... I say this all the time. Like, that, for some reason, people find it hard for to read the Bible and take it on. Like, okay, I, I believe it. God says, I'm free from sin. Okay, these are God's words, right? So imagine if it's like... Can I use it for an example? Yeah. Can you just stand up for a sec? If, I, if I'm God... In this example, and I say, "Yo, you're free from sin now and forever. Forever." Okay, God says that, and then, like two seconds later, you sin. You do something mm, bad.
5: Right? Am I, am I a liar?
0: Is God a liar? No. But you just sin. So, what's real? God's words. These are God's words directly to you, right? This is true. What I'm saying.
2: Yeah, free from
0: the free thought from... of sin, the act of sin, the punishment of sin, everything about sin, in every way. You're free. Is God right, or are you right? Then what's that? When I do that,
2: like I don't know. I'm sweating mozzie. Like just <laughs>
5: <coughs> yeah. What like thing? these
2: people, like look, like Christians. Like lawless Christianity, right? Yeah. Where they 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 think, "Oh, I'm free from sin. That means I can." They oh, like yeah. what's
0: the yeah? So those people, thanks for that.
1: Using God as a scapegoat, like
0: exactly. Yeah. So if you
1: just say, I don't
0: know, that's those people I was saying.
1: Listening to all these lyrics and these songs, and, um, and then I go to church on Sunday. Um, <laughs> and These songs, and it's like. what
0: that's what I was saying like those people will say like oh God knows my heart yeah, anyways yeah. they sin and like oh God knows my heart anyways no like, like in 1 um,
2: First, First John it talks about it's like like conf- like
3: if you confess your sin you're faithful and just to oh. forgive us mm-hmm. sin and cleanse from one righteousness yeah, yeah and, 1 it, John
2: and it talks about kind of like confessing your sin versus like mm-hmm. like living in your sin Sort of thing.
0: Like like sin still exists but we're we're free from it. <laughs> just take just take it at its simplest, okay? God, the creator of the universe says, you are free. You are.
4: Separated.
0: Totally. In like, every way you can think. Separated
4: from sin. Yes.
0: Totally in every way that you could think and imagine.
2: So are you saying, why do you still sin then? No, I think I'm, think I'm just trying to wrap my head
0: around how the two coexist. coexist. They don't
2: coexist.
0: Mm. <laughs> but a sin is a sin, is yeah. it not? Sin is sin, yeah, but God says you're free. And he makes the rules, right? You can, is it like you can make mistakes? <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on a little bit and maybe the, the rest will answer the questions, okay? We'll get back to it. It's... It's a big one. It's yeah. a big one. Okay? It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> okay. This is the last note I have on the, on the new. So it's the new, the new way. Okay, grace. Believing gives you the power to walk out your freedom from sin. And have new life and real life the way it was intended. Mm-hmm. Just like Adam and Eve in the garden. The only way you are actually alive Mm. to righteousness. Believing means you obey what he says, the law of love. So, this is the new law. You know, Jesus said, I give you a new commandment love your neighbor and love God. It's not new at all. It's old. It's the oldest commandment ever was. But it's new. It's the new way. It's not the old way. What's to do and then obey? Or, the, or yeah, to do so you can become. And again, just like everything, I feel like whatever whatever I'm speaking, it always comes back to love. Like in Romans thirteen eight, it says, Owe nothing to anyone, except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fill the requirements of God's law." So in the New Covenant, we're talking about the law of love. The old is the law of sin and death. Okay? In this scripture here, this next one, uh, 1 John 4, 9. I'm going to read this in the Amplified Classic Version. It says, In this, the love of God was made manifest... And displayed where we are concerned. And that God sent his Son, the only begotten or unique Son, into the world so that we might live through him. So that first part there really got me to say, in this, the love of God was manifest. So that means the love of God was not manifested, was not displayed before Jesus. Jesus was a perfect example of love. Nowhere else in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, anywhere was love manifested perfectly. There was only bits and pieces, you know, a dim reflection (laughs) of what what there could be. And then the Word put on a body and walked around like this is how the Word can live. This is how we can live. We're called to this. I thought that was just so powerful. Like, in this, the love of God was made manifest. Where we are concerned, in that God sent His Son, the only begotten, unique Son into the world, so that we might live through Him. And uh, Romans eight twenty nine says, "No power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord." So we can't be separated from that, because mm-hmm. Christ, our Lord, is living inside of us. Mm-hmm. So you tell me this: answer this question. Does love, I mean, sorry, does sin separate us from God now that we're born again? No, no. 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 it can't, because
3: nothing can separate us from love. Though. Yeah, unless we
4: keep nothing. on love. If we keep on sinning. But then, no, you wouldn't do you.
1: You make the choice that's to continue right. to sin.
4: Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Even
1: if you know that it's the wrong thing to do. And you're like, no, I don't want any of God's love. And you're like, become this big <laughs> person. You should, like, become someone that doesn't care. It makes the sort of decision to not care. Yeah. Um, but then if you, if you did that and then realised what you were doing and ask for forgiveness it'd still be sweet unless you did it again
0: so Even it does you separate it or it doesn't
1: no no, yeah, no it's it's just just, you go. it's just you're always there <laughs> it's like it's like when you're looking at a kid they can be the naughtiest kid ever doing all the wrong things but you're not going to love them
0: unconditionally no and you could I don't know um so like salvation how are we saved? We're saved by grace, grace. 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 Mm-hmm. through faith. Yeah. Mm. So the Bible says that you have become now a slave of righteousness. Mm. So you're bound and chained in prison for eternity with a sentence of being right, in right standing with God. Yes. And you can't do anything about it. And before you were bound and chained to sin and you Mm. couldn't not sin. You had to sin. Mm. It was an impulse. It was who you were to Mm. the core. Mm. And now to the core, what are we? We're righteous. Mm. We're holy. We're sons and daughters of God, not sons and daughters of the world or the devil. Mm. Like that's just, that's identity. That's to the core of us now.
1: You feel it if you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you, if like you, that conscience yeah. that's mm-hmm.
0: the Holy Spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. T- showing you and not scolding you he's saying like if I mess up if I do something or if I'm about you if I'm trying to make a decision even like should I do this or not and like you'll get the oh, yes oh, oh yeah like, and especially if you go the wrong way they're like oh the Holy Spirit's revealing to us not how sinful we are like who we actually are. You know? You're 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 son of God. You're right. You're much better than that. Yeah. He's not telling you horrible person, what are you doing? You know better. That's what the law does, that's what the world does, that's what the devil does. The law. Yeah, Perfect. yeah exactly. <laughs> and God's not this like pushy, pushy God either. He's not saying you do this, do this, do this, do this. Yes, awesome, he did it finally. He's A loving God that trusts us, which is crazy. Like, God trusts us more than we trust ourselves, more than we trust other people. He'd give you a million chances to do the same thing over and over and over again. And he, love believes the best in every person and every occasion. So every time you step out, you do this, oh, you messed up, oh, you messed up. A million times in your life, God always believes, oh, he's going to do it this time. He's going to do it this time. He's going to do it this time. Always. Because mm-hmm. he can't be anything else. He's love. Perfect love. Always believing the best in every circumstance. And we can live that way too. <laughs> That's just the most amazing thing. We can love like regardless. Like we can be taken advantage of. We can be beaten. We can be everything stolen from us or whatever. And you can... You can still go on. You can still do the same thing again and believe that person is not going to steal from you or whatever. That's our privilege. Or we cannot just believe they're going to do it again and whatever. Make up some excuse or it's wisdom. and It's the wisdom of the world. It tells you to be afraid and tells you to, you know? Like it's so, so crazy. It's, it's amazing how Jesus lived a perfect selfless Holy Spirit led life, right? And he never once like hit back or said something back. You know, like he took it all, and he just spoke God's word, and and showed what, what the word says.
1: What about the time when
0: he blew up in the, in the temple? And mm-hmm. stuff yeah, say so he's uh, say so he has zeal. Zeal for, the, zeal for his temple. So it's a, that is a picture of right now what he feels for you. Mm-hmm. You are the temple of God. And people are making this temple into a place of corruption where they're selling and buying and stealing and doing all this kind of stuff, bringing a marketplace into there. So he doesn't want that to be you mm-hmm. or me or anyone. So he cleared it out. He whipped it out. He, he was aggressive. Like, get out of here. This is my temple. This is where God lives. This stuff doesn't belong in here. And it was prophesied that he would do that. The zeal for his temple made him do that. He like, the love for God's temple made him do that. Because God's temple, is, because he knew. He knew that what he's going to do ushers us into Having God live inside of us, so that's that's a big, big one. But that's the gist of it, anyways. It's like He wasn't, He wasn't, like acting out of His, just His emotions. You know, His emotions helped Him get through that. To like He loves God's temple. He loves God's temple, which is us. And He doesn't want that stuff in there. He doesn't want any corruption in there because it corrupts everything and everyone that sees the temple, everyone that hears about it, the temple itself, everyone that walks in, like, yeah, it's it's horrible. Mm. So in in the Old, the law of sin and death is what everyone in the Old Testament was under. Okay, so they reaped what they sowed. If they did this, mm-hmm. that was the consequence of it, mm-hmm. right?
2: So did, did sorry, did, did I miss it? Did we establish that, that if sin separates us from God?
0: Sorry, I, I didn't explain it, did I? Sin doesn't separate us from God anymore. Anymore. It can't. It did at first. It did at first, totally, because... Adam sinned, he got separated from God. Could never come back. But then Jesus came. And he's the start of the new. He fulfilled the old. So we had if we were to able to fulfill the law, if we could do all the law's requirements, then we would become right with God. But we can't. And oh, where we go? <clears throat> Write this next verse right here. Uh, Romans 3.19 says, uh, it's 3.19 to 31. I'm going to read in the NLT. It says, obviously the law applies to those to whom it was given. For its purpose is to keep people from having excuses. And to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Oh. Isn't that insane? Mm-hmm. So the law is not. So you obey it. It's uh, Galatians. It talks more about it's. The law was a guardian for us until Christ came. Like, like a parent. You know, this is the good things to do. This is the good things to do until you become mature. You know,
1: but no one did it because they weren't. Yeah, no one could do. They don't have good enough faith. Like strong enough faith because they hadn't had an example
0: well everyone was born into sin immediately mm-hmm. you're a sinner instantly is that
1: because of Adam and Eve mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. The Adam sinned therefore everything that came from Adam so was, that was sin. The example. Yeah. Like, yeah. so Jesus is called the, the last Adam yeah. so it was the first Adam and the last mm-hmm. Adam the last Adam did it, did it right did it perfect. he came from God so sin started with Adam not with Eve so Adam sinned so that all mankind was sinful. So then God, there was Mary and then there was God, right? So the man part was God, sinned, so there was no sin. He was not in the line of sin anymore. So he was born perfect and he grew in a spirit-led perfect life with God, sinless. So then, if he he had the opportunity to sin, anywhere as well. But he didn't. Okay, sorry, where are we? But now God has shown us a way to be right with God, with him without keeping the requirements of the law. As was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty of our sins. Okay? Freed us from, our, from the penalty. Okay? That's one thing. Freed us from the penalty of our sin. Aww. We're free from that. <laughs> Do you get that? You'll never get that penalty.
2: If, if we get it, we'll be jumping up and
0: down. You, you'll never get that penalty. Jesus with freed us from it. That's why yes. he came, you know?
2: Is that the biggest freedom?
0: It's the biggest thing. It's so good. And that's just the penalty part.
2: <laughs>
0: for God presented <coughs> Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe. that Jesus sacrificed his life shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and included them in what he would do in the present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. And he made sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus." (laughs) can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God no because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law it is based on faith so we are made right with God through faith and not obeying the law after all is God the God of the Jews only isn't he also the God of the Gentiles of course he is there's only one God and he makes people right with himself Only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does that mean we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. It's a big mouthful, and he repeated himself over and over and over and over again, right? Get it. It's by faith. You're right with God. Jesus did it. He's the one that made you right. You're free from the penalty of sin. <laughs> it's
2: just that we're so we're so yeah. <laughs> we're
5: so
2: conditioned. What did we say not Sorry, was it? Yeah. It's just having that childlike faith. Yeah, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly what gender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
2: simple
0: not It's simple. But it's like we've we've grown up, like all all of us grew up in, uh, like, a, the world way of living. Yeah,
1: oh. like... You're punished for everything. Yeah, yeah like, when it's
0: you're... Exactly. You do that wrong. Yeah. If you do something that's wrong, you knew about it. And if you did something that was right, that was expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's a terrible
5: way
1: to live. Or even these, these days, like, you do something right, you get a treat or, <laughs> or like, a... Uh, or something that's not even that good for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: yeah. You it's get so a treat, kill easy. you oh, slowly. It's Here easy. you go. It's a
1: dopamine <laughs> fix, you know. Woo-hoo, <laughs> like, toy The mm. first
2: time I ever really got this mm-hmm. was, wasn't through this, but it was very similar. I just rolled around on the floor laughing
5: because it is so <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> 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 you know, that like real freedom
0: feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to read through, it's not that long, Uh Romans 7. This is a big, like, people get hung up on this all the time. And I'm going to read it through, and then we're going to talk about it. (laughs) I'll I'll try not to stop in the middle, but I don't know if I can. Uh, So Romans 7, this is NLT version. It says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law... Don't you know that the law applies only when a person is living? For example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. But if he dies, the laws of marriage no longer apply to her. So while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she married another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. So, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you, now you are united with the one who is raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, I'll read that again. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us and the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death but now we have been uh, released from the law for we did it and are no longer captive to its power now we can serve God not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law but in the new way of living in the spirit Verse 7, well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was a law that showed me my sin. I would never know, <clears throat> I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said you must not covet. But sin used the command to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within me. If there were no law, sin would not have that power. At one time, I lived without understanding the law, but when I learned the commandment not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came to life, and I died. So I discovered that the the law's commands, which were supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Mm. Most people think laws, you're supposed to just do them. That's what they're for. Sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. It used the commands to kill me, But still the law itself is holy and his commandments are holy and right and good. But how can that be? Did the law which is good cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It used God's good command for its own evil purposes. So the trouble is not with the law for it is the spiritual... It is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am who will free me from the life that is dominated by sin and death. So what do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's Paul speaking, right? That's Paul speaking. So, which is really interesting because you think, okay, well, he had the Damascus Road experience, so, yeah. and was healed of being blind and blah blah. And so, and then, like, you'd think if anybody gets it, he'd get it. Yeah. But he doesn't, obviously, because he's confused. Because he's doing what he doesn't want to do Ooh. and not what he wants to do.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> it's
4: almost like, what hope is there
0: for
4: us <laughs> if he can't, you know, like...
0: That's the thing about get Scripture. It together, doesn't it say that after that,
3: though, it says grace?
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. But uh, this is the thing about Scripture, and that I did not really get really... Until um, maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. Is that we take pieces of the Bible. And we build our whole doctrinal mm-hmm. beliefs. On one chapter. When this is one story. Genesis to Revelation. It's one story. It's one book. It wasn't in chapters and verses. like We put that in there for whatever to confuse us. <laughs> I don't know why. But. It sounds like here, oh, Paul doesn't know what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. He's writing all this stuff. This is how she w- we should live, but you can't really do it. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what it sounds like. But what's he talking about in, in this? He's talking about the law, right? Yeah.
5: So he's describing the human
0: <coughs> So if you read the first <coughs> verse in Romans 7, Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law. So he's talking to people about the law who know the law. Mm. This is what the law will do. Mm. Those seemingly insignificant verses are not insignificant because it builds on. This is what I'm talking about. This is all about the law to those who know the law, who are living by the law. Mm. This is what happens when you live by the law. And this is how Paul lived by the law. Mm. And then the next scripture, verse 25. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. <laughs> wow. See the one before that? Oh, what a miserable man I am. Who will free me from this? Jesus. Yeah. He freed me from it. Yeah. He said, in there, you're free. You're free, you're free, you're free. <laughs> you know?
4: Especially considering that he killed Christians.
0: Yeah. Like, he, he knows.
4: Was really
0: bad. God, <laughs> he was really bad. Yeah. So, he... Yeah, he loves the law. He wants to obey the law. He wants, to, he wants to obey everything. But if you're living under the law, you don't know that you're living under the law. Mm. If you're living under the law, you're trying to do something to get... Mm. You're trying not to sin <coughs> so you stop sinning. Yeah. You'll never, mm. ever be free from sin if that's what you do. Mm. You're free from sin when you realize God said, I'm free from sin. Mm. And then I just don't sin anymore.
1: Kind of like Nazis killing Jews just because they thought they were doing the right thing. They're following the law until they, they probably stop doing it. Yeah, you can find oh.
0: that in there for sure. Yeah. But like it's not like it's not the gospel of like perfection. Okay? We're not talking about that. Perfection is a clear conscience. If you can have a clear <coughs> conscience knowing I'm I'm good with God. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with God there. I have nothing against him. I'm not habitually sinning all the time and don't care about it whatever. Even when I was stuck in that that cycle of sin, shame, repent, repeat. That I was in the law. If you're if you if you're in that cycle, you're under the law. It's just the way it is. Because I didn't realize what the truth said. Mm-hmm. The truth will set you free only only if you believe it, and only the truth that you know will set you free. Mm. Mm. Like the truth was truth before I got saved, and I didn't mm. didn't set me free. Mm. I had to know what it was.
5: It has to come into your
0: heart. Yeah, you have to. You have to hear it. Yeah. <clears throat> then you have to believe it. Yeah. And then you confess it, and then you live it out. Mm. It's that oh. cycle. It's. Awesome. And this, yeah, this thing like Paul's thorn in the flesh and all that stuff too. It's just the same thing. Oh, that doesn't. It's just like, oh man, (coughs) I can't. I wish I had like five of me so I could explain more. (laughs) (laughs) But do we get do we get that out of this? The the
1: best version of yourself, like if you're you're, real, come from God. And if you are living your best to your ability within your own faith for God, you can't mess up. Is that what it's kind of saying?
0: Like, if you live by the Spirit, which means you being... (sighs) living always in the thought and action and motive and everything like Jesus lived. Good intentions. Yeah, but not just good intentions. Like mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. like remember the law is do this and then you get this. The law says don't sin and then you won't be a sinner. Mm-hmm. The news says you're not a sinner. Yeah, yeah. Therefore you cannot sin. Like the trying is so like it's the reason you're stuck. The trying. I'm trying not to do this. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to have more intimate time with God. I'm trying to do whatever. Put anything in there. The Bible has hundreds. How many promises?
5: Seven
0: thousand four hundred and thousands of promises and we don't know what they are. Like, he promises us.
1: Oh. It's kind of like that, I heard a study where um, people ask, oh, um, there's two people that don't smoke cigarettes anymore and someone offers them both cigarettes and one person says, oh, and I'm trying to quit they're more likely to start smoking again down the track. And when the person says, no, I, I don't smoke, they believe that already they don't smoke.
0: So they just, they've already exactly. committed to that. They believe it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's faith. You, you believe <laughs> God at his word. Like, so many times we have to list, like, okay, how, what did he actually mean, you know? Trying to decipher the simplest word, like, Jesus loves me, but how? Oh, what does he actually mean? Like, <laughs> just like trying to pick apart the easiest <clears throat> things. Like, it's all by faith. God says it, you oh. believe it, then you can actually walk it out. Oh. Instead of God says it, I try to decipher it through the world and through my friends' opinions and, and whatever and my experience or whatever it is. Experience is a huge thing. Like you'll believe like a child. You tell a kid anything and they'll believe it. And that's what God wants us to do. Just believe him at his word. Like, you don't need to know the answer, that can come later. Like, God is infinite, He's huge, but He's plainly explained. He's not, He doesn't work in mysterious ways, He works in very plain, open ways. And the answers are all in the Bible. Like, He can do miraculous stuff that we can't explain, like make an arm grow back or something, sure. But, the majority of stuff, everything that we need to know is in God's word. Fully explained. Jesus is the mystery revealed. It was a mystery before Jesus, all everything. Like they couldn't understand it. They couldn't understand what God was saying through all the prophets and, and everything. And then Jesus came like, whoa, everything was explained through Jesus. Incredible. Find this one story. Anyone have any questions that I answer? Any of those questions? Do you still have questions? No.
2: Then I guess that's like when he was on the cross, and he said, "It's already done, or it's finished."
0: That's what he was referring to. Yeah. Jesus came. <coughs> what did John the Baptist say? You know what John the Baptist said when, when Jesus walked by the water? Behold, oh. the Lamb of God who oh. takes away the sin of the world. <laughs> oh. But you weren't even born then, you know? And your sin was gone. Oh. It's only when you believed that that was reality in your life. Mm -hmm. So we just get tricked by the devil
3: all the time.
5: (laughs) That's
2: what like we it. try to you know, we're it can't be that true. we we live in it's a library like, where
0: we live.
3: Really I'm just cheesed off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, you know, like, yeah. I just, just think I've just been ripped do off and yeah. so He's we do, do things but if we don't live do in deliberately mm. yeah. then you know we're we're in phase. Like
5: yeah. you
2: don't if you <coughs> don't really go and hurt someone, well then you're definitely sinning. But if you accidentally do something and you think, Oh
0: my lord you know. Like, there's, there's no... There's nowhere in the Bible that says you have to continue sin after you are born again. There's a place that says if you sin. It doesn't mean... It doesn't say when you sin. It says if you sin. Like, you don't have to sin anymore. And it's the living in habitual sin that's what sinners do. Okay? Christians still have the ability, just he doesn't take away your free will, but you have the power to not do it anymore. and before he didn't, you're a slave to it now you're a slave to righteousness. and even if you really don't understand it, it doesn't matter. you're a slave. It doesn't matter like you didn't understand sin, you didn't care about it, you didn't even think about it.
4: Get up and have a little morning routine, and then Chuck comes out and asks me, "What's today's revelation?" and whatever. And I read about um, I'm one of these people that flip open the Bible, go, "God, speak to me today." Yeah. And I flip it open. Anyway, I read about in Luke about um, isn't it better the one sheep if mm. one sheep comes back and um, repents, it's better than if ninety nine people. Um, don't have to repent yeah and i said it says here that 99 people they don't need to repent that Mm. means that they mustn't sin
5: Mm.
4: so (laughs) it must be possible not to sin so then we had this
3: discussion
4: discussion (laughs) which is now kind of answered because we didn't sort of get anywhere this morning when i was we were talking about it i can't remember what
3: I can't remember
4: either now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it actually said that 99...
3: That no, don't need to repent. That don't
0: need to repent. And I went, that well, hang you, on. That they, means you may they... not, you must, it must be possible not to sin. Well, think of this, sir, okay? I used to live sin, shame, repent, repeat, which I thought was repentance, but wasn't. Anyways, because repentance is turning away and not doing it again, right? So we think repentance is saying sorry. You know? That's like... Should be in the heart attitude for sure. But uh, man, like (sighs) Jesus lived a life so that we could follow him, right? And he said, follow him. many ways, he said, follow me. He didn't sin. He wasn't God on this earth. He was fully man, anointed in the Holy Spirit. So are we we can live like Jesus and not sin anymore. We don't have to. And when I got out of that cycle of sin, shame, repent, repeat, what I realized is I am forgiven. I'm not waiting to be forgiven. So do I ask God for forgiveness? I say, thank you, God, that I'm forgiven. It's already been done. It's
2: already been done. Yeah. Um, but was I have this revelation. That, like, I just remember, like, I did something, and then I was just, like, talking to God about it. I was like, I need to ask for your... Like, I'm forgiven. Thank you, God, for forgiving yeah. me. Like
0: so If we're always asking... feeling,
2: isn't it? Because it's
0: just, like, it wasn't... Yeah. If If we're always asking, that means that he has... He could say no. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But what about, that means you're doubting. But aren't we yeah. meant to confess our sins to God?
0: Well, this is the thing about the law, right? We can hear the word in the law, or we can hear it in the, in the spirit of love, the spirit of grace.
2: Because,
0: you know, it says if we confess our sins, he is faithful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And did you confess your sin? Yeah. Like once you get the difference between the law and grace... You can read the Bible in a whole different eye. In a whole different ear, you'll hear it totally different. Mm. You can see where Jesus is talking to people in the law and when he's talking to people in the grace. Mm. When people wanted to justify their way of living, he spoke in the law. And when people knew that they needed repentance, he spoke in grace. Mm. All the time. To the Pharisees, always law, because that's how they thought that they could get in. Mm. To everyone else, mm. speaking love and mercy.
3: Mm. That's what... The the woman that was caught in adultery said you yeah,
0: haven't seen them all. Exactly. Just love, grace.
3: Logic.
0: Always. But when you're thinking, when you read, read the Bible, when you read in, in James, confess your sins to one another, you'll be healed and restored. It's like, yeah, that's a good thing to do, to confess to one another. That's great. Do that, because it brings the stuff that is hiding out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like, Adam and Eve, what's the first thing they did? They heard God and they went and hid. Mm-hmm. Cover themselves up. Like, get away. Yeah. You know? That's a good thing to do. But, like, we don't need to. We need to believe what God said. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I know that those scriptures are, are in there as well. But just like what we read in, in Galatians or what Paul was talking about, like, we have to know the story. We have to know who he's talking to, why he's saying it. What the first scripture to those who know the law, right? So it's not just a, we can't make a doctrine out of that one scripture. Mm. Mm. We have to have, put all the pieces together. That's why, so, that's why it takes, like, it's Jesus doesn't want passive followers. If he did, this book would be very short, it'd be like two lines. You know? He wants you to seek him and find him, be intimate, like, your relationships with people the deeper you get into knowing that person the more you actually know that person and you don't even have to like ask them what's going on you can see you can feel it Mm my uh the good story my mom and my dad they're they're just awesome but uh one day I i would spend the night at a friend's place and and my dad, he, he was driving these big trucks, like I forget, like three big. Three big beds behind him, and the big, real long trucks in the winter, and he was driving, filled with grain, and it was really, icy and snowy or whatever, and he was going down this ramp on the on the highway, and this car was like, the the lanes were all full, however it was in this car in the first lane didn't merge out, didn't merge out. So he had a, a choice to make. It's either step on the brakes and possibly slide out or crush this guy, because he would totally crush him, like easy. <clears throat> and he tapped the brakes and the whole truck went sideways like that and rolled it on the highway, <laughs> big crash. And at this time, he's, it, he was fine. He was just sh- shooken up, obviously. And he's upside down and, and he's looking for his phone. And uh, (laughs) at the same time, my mom and my sister were in town doing grocery shopping or something. At the exact same time, my mom's like, something happened to dad. And she grabs the phone and calls him. And it's all dark and my dad's looking for his phone. His phone's ringing and he sees his phone. Mom's like, what happened? (laughs) And She knew something happened, right? It was just amazing. My dad had a huge, awesome story with that, too. Like, first, I didn't even notice. They didn't know anything happened until the next day I came home, and he was downstairs. and I come back, I'm like, hey, Dad, how's it going? And he just hugged me and started bawling his eyes. I was like, I could have died, blah, blah, and Yeah, anyways, but, like, that's, people can be so intimately, spiritually in tune, connected in every way like that. And that's how we can be with God. If we dig in, you know, knock on every door, you know. But if it's just uh, here and there, whatever, then that's what you get. Here and there, whatever, you know. It's so important. Like, just hang out with Jesus. Don't Mm -hmm. just get rid of that TV show you watch every week and just hang out with Jesus. It'll change your life. That Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, totally get rid of Netflix. (laughs) Like, just like. Imagine that. Imagine if you actually do that. Take that two hour movie out of your life and just be alone with Jesus. Just tell him you love him over and over again.
1: Is so that what the algorithm is trying to trick people into believing that they have?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> because you, you look at your phone these days and go, oh, it's amazing that the phone knew I was thinking that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that's the it's devil listening tricking to... people into thinking the so yeah, kind of intimate, yeah, int- intimacy that yeah. you meant to have with God it's kind of mimicking that oh, in a that's so te- techno- technological way
0: <laughs> totally um, so the devil's always got a counterfeit to what God has
1: well mm. that's what I was going to say it, um, people always say well, if God's real why doesn't he just stop world hunger and, mm. and all that kind of stuff but he could also not have <clears throat> created Satan, you know, and and could have just go okay, there's no more Satan, and everything's good, but then you wouldn't know what was good or bad. It, does there have to be a polar, um, so that you can make the choice to be with God or make the choice to be well?
0: That's um, like people blame God for that stuff, and God's like without yeah. blaming God, but you've got the choice. Yeah, yeah.
1: So is but, that why he possibly <clears throat> like if in the Old Testament he's like, ah, oh, made Adam and Eve, they're meant to be good, like. Cooked it and just started doing bad things. Yeah, they're not really that smart, and they just decided to listen to the devil. But then, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to. I'm going to, have to make someone as
0: good as me. And make Jesus. Well, do you, do you think about it, okay, God. He He made everything. Knows everything. He's the beginning and the end. He knows yeah. the end before the beginning. Yeah. He knows everything in between. Right. If we see God in that light, you're like, God never made a mistake.
1: Hey, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. You know,
0: and like. People say, why does God do that? Or why did God allow this? Or why does God do this? Or whatever. It's like, God will (laughs) say to those same people, why didn't you do it? I gave you everything that I had. Everything that I have. You're my son. Just like the prodigal, he had everything. Both those sons in that story, they they had everything the father had. The father said, everything that I have is yours. So the father asked, "Why didn't you go feed the hungry?" Yeah. We asked the father, well, "Why don't you feed the hungry? Why not you? There's a lot of starving yeah. people. If you're God, why don't you? If you love them, why don't you do that?" God's like, "If you love them, why don't you do that? You just say the same words back to you, you know." Anyways, we're getting off topic a little bit, I think, but it's good. It's very good stuff. It's great. Um, if you want to turn to uh, Galatians four. Galatians 4.21 has a really, really good uh, explanation of um, that the law is explained pretty easy through Abraham's two kids here. So Galatians 4.21 says, tell me you who want to live under the law. Do you know what the law actually says? This... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, verse 22 The scripture says that Abraham had two sons one from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. Do we get that? Do we know the story of Abraham? Yeah. He had two sons. Does everyone, everyone know that story? No. Okay, so Abraham had two sons. God promised Isaac okay, that, that he would have the promise of a son. It's going to come through his line. Mm-hmm. And Abraham and Sarah, they couldn't wait. And Sarah's like, oh, maybe uh, take my uh, slave girl here and have sex with her, and maybe that's how God wants us to have this child. And Abraham's like, are you serious? You okay with this? He's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it, and they had a son. And and then eventually they, they came together and they did to have a son, okay? So these are these two sons we're talking about. Uh, Verse 23, this the son of the slave slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. That's the law. But the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. God did everything, right? These two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai where people receive the law that enslaved them. And now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia because she and her children live in slavery to the law. But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly Jerusalem. She is the free woman, and she is our mother. As Isaac said, Rejoice, O childless woman, you who have never given birth. Break into a joyful shout. You who have never been in labor, for the desolate woman, now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. And you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. But you are now being, uh, but you are now being persecuted by those who want you to keep the law. Just as Ishmael, the child born by human effort, persecuted Isaac the child born by the power of the Spirit. But what does the Scripture say about that? Get rid of the slave and her son so the son and the slave woman will not share the inheritance with the free woman's son. So, dear brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, we are children of the free woman. That is, I find that's just so, so clear. The first child was an attempt, what does it say? was the son yeah, uh, the son, of the slave wife, was born in a human attempt to bring, a, bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. So God promised us so many things. if we're trying to do it, you're under the law, you're, you're, you're looking like Ishmael. But the son of the freeborn wife, freeborn as God's own fulf- sorry. But the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. God fulfills the promise. God does what it takes to fulfill his promise, to make you right with God, to make you free from sin, to make you holy, to make you set apart. All this stuff. God does it. And when when we believe it, then it starts to happen
4: to wait like 99 years or something a long time yeah yeah a lot of patience isn't
0: it <laughs> it's oh, I don't want to get into that but <laughs> such a good story that in this uh, verse 29 but you you are now being persecuted by those who want you to keep the law just as Ishmael, the child of the uh, the child born of, by human effort, persecuted Isaac, the, the child born by the Spirit, that happens all the time now. If you're free, if you're genu- genuinely free from sin, people in the church are going to tell you different. You can't be, mm. you can't be. Everyone sins. Everyone does something bad. Like, I'm just repeating God's sermon. It's not my sermon. You know, people will do that because people can't get past what they can't get past. If they, if they don't know something, they mm-hmm. like, can only speak out of your own freedom. Like, you can only give freedom if you're free in that area, you know? And you can tell anyone with any, any area in their life whatsoever. I'm free from drinking coffee. I never drink coffee. Get I'm, out I'm totally here. free. Yeah, I'm free. I'm not. I'm not bound by it at all in any way.
2: Then the next verse in the first verse in the next chapter is a beauty too.
0: What's that? You want to read it out? Uh,
2: chapter five. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Mm. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of
5: slavery. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm. So freedom's the reason. <laughs> he said he wants us to be free. I'm going to read that again. The NLT says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. That's pretty good.
4: Ephesians five one. 5.5. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness of God it promised to us. Okay. Mm. When we have our faith in Jesus Christ, there is some benefit. Mm. I have just a Good.
0: yeah.
5: Mm.
0: I have just a little um, comparison here of uh, a person before Christ and a person after Christ. Okay? These are just a few things. So before Christ, you're a sinner or a son of the devil. (laughs) says 1 John 3.10. Before Christ, you are anxious, you're afraid, you're rude, you're hot-tempered, you're hateful, you're selfish, You have a me-first mentality. Impatient, jealous, thinking evil, doing evil, and greedy. I was all these things not because I believed, but because of the law. Mm. I did something, therefore I was that something. So, like, I lied, therefore I became a liar. I reap what I sowed. And the person after Christ is, you're a saint, which means son or daughter of God. You're at peace, you're kind, even-tempered, loving, selfless, patient, grateful, thinking like Jesus, doing good, giving selflessly. Now I am these things because God says so, because of what Jesus has done. When I believe it, My beliefs start to become reality in my life. It's not the other way around. He did something. I believe. Therefore, I am. He says something. Therefore, I am. So God says I'm free from sin. So I'm free. When I believe. Then the fruit starts to show. It's so like. The world is backwards. (laughs) like God's kingdom is the right way up. It's the world that's backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all upside down until we get to know God. And one of the I would say definitely one of the most one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible. Colossians 2:11. So you were a sinner, and now you're not a sinner anymore. You were to to the core, you were evil, you were bad, you couldn't help it, you are a slave to sin. Your nature was sinful, that's who you were. And Colossians 2.11 says, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure, Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, mm-hmm. the cutting away of your sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. You don't have that nature anymore. No. When you think you have that nature, that's the voice. Mm-hmm. Did God really say? Mm-hmm. That just, that can change your whole life right there. That's not you. That's what I'm trying to say. Like The thoughts the temptations, they will always come. They will find an opportune time. It doesn't mean that you want it. It doesn't mean the opportune time is like, oh, I'm, I'm like diving really close to sin. I might get there or whatever. That's not what he's talking about. Like, like there was an opportune time for Jesus, right? The devil came. He said that he'd come at an opportune time and then came in the desert. Not because he was just almost just ready to give in sin was just he was physically weak and he tempted him with food and stuff you know it's like that scripture like he's cut away your sinful nature it's no more so I used to have an old stony heart that was horrible and, and evil and every evil came out of that that believer you know and then all things became new when I accepted Jesus <coughs> And I got a new heart, a pliable heart, something that could be filled with good. And now that's me. Now that's you. But like for so long, I believed that I was just a bad person trying to do good things as a Christian. Because I read that scripture that said, I have a stony heart. How evil is my heart? How much wicked... Wickedness is there. And I read that, and that was my belief. I'm like, God said it. You can't convince me otherwise. I don't care what you say. That's God's word. I believe God's word. That's how I lived. Until I kept reading, you know. That was the law. That was before Jesus. And I asked so many people, and no one could explain it to me. Like, oh, man. But I thank God that I got it now. And then... Yeah,
5: we
0: <laughs> I mean, this this topic. I I I say, like, long grace it's, it's one of my favorite things to speak about because I was bound for, s- majority of my Christianity, majority of my new life, I was still living the old way trying to live the good way mm. and I couldn't do it stuck in these sins stuck in these patterns of living that I hated to do and mm. confessing sin and sin again and confess sin and then ugh oh, hiding it for a little bit because I didn't want to confess sin again and then I finally did it again and, you know like going over it's a horrible way to live mm. it's, it's so terrible. bad
1: oh god it's too hard it's too hard you know yeah. You start resenting God.
0: Just start. You just don't even know who you are. Like I thought I knew who I was. I thought I knew what I believed. It's because I never picked up God's word. And what I did, it was just. He was a he was an acquaintance, you know, at best, not a friend, not a lover, you know. Now I'm like I am in love with Jesus. I want to know him I want to know his word I want to know everything about him because the more I see him the more I can see myself like Jesus is my mirror you know when I look at him I should see me when he looks at me he sees himself he sees perfection in every way so if I can if we get to that point and man then we are like Jesus in every way all the time Actually, acting it out. Mm. So I get encouraged me big time that story you're sharing. Like, yeah. that's the the point of yeah. having this knowledge and this <coughs> these things is to do, to be. Okay, realize you you are everything God says you are. Now you can actually do it. Mm. So we can have so many. Testimonies of bold Christians don't even think they're bold, don't even know what they're doing, just blurting out some words, and then all of a sudden, people getting saved and healed and delivered and casting out demons and whatever. Like, that's all it takes. Jesus collected a bunch of fishermen and tax collectors and whatever. And
3: see how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you read the Bible and you read all these stories and you go, why don't I see these things? Mm. You know, I believe that it happened. I believe that Jesus is real. I believe the Holy Spirit is living in me. Mm. But why don't I see it in my life? You know, like, why have I lived for thirty odd years? Like the first ten years of my Christian life was like that, but then it's just become—I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, that the Bible says that too. Like that. Can can you finish this scripture? Signs and wonders follow those. Believe. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. Help me with my own belief. <laughs> right? That's you funny. know, like, and like you can know what to do and never do it. And then you never see the fruit because you never do it. And you're like, why am I seeing this? Why don't I do it? You're not doing anything. You're just collecting knowledge. Mm. And that's like, no one's impressed with it. Well, some people are impressed with that, I guess, but. Like, you can have all this knowledge about anything, about you can be, like, the best, like, architect in the world and never build a building, like, that is useless. Totally useless. Like, there's no point to your whole life of education whatsoever, you know? So, yeah, I hope it's a, a good challenge to get out there and live like Jesus. just want to read out. I was just thinking of that. <clears throat> Talking about more f- being free from sin. list of promises that I've been making over the years this one promise says that I'm free from sin and then the the scripture reference is Romans 6 the whole thing let's just go there (laughs) Romans 6 let's see how many times it says that we're free from sin in here Romans 6 verse 1 Well then, should we keep on sinning so that uh, God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, okay, we've died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified uh, with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ raised from the dead, and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Don't let sin control the way you live. Do not give into sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil and serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you are dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Well then, since God's grace has set you free from the law, does that mean that you can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you became a sla- You become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God once you were once you were slaves to sin, but now you are wholeheartedly obeying this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves of righteous living or righteousness. That's only half. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to keep, uh, to help. To help you understand all this, previously you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, (coughs) which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to slavery. Uh, Sorry, you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You were now ashamed of the things you did. That you do things that end in eternal doom, but now you are free from the power of sin, and have become slaves to God. Now you do these things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Like, was it like seven, eight times to say you're free from sin, just in that one chat? <laughs> like, you're free from sin. Like, get over it. You're free. Like, <clears throat> that means, like. Again, when I got that realization that I okay, I don't have to sin, shame, repent, repeat. I'm not living in this this constant bombardment of uh, is that my voice? Am I doing this? That's sin. It's not my nature. It's not my heart. It's not my mind. I have the mind of Christ. You know, it's the voice speaking to me. Like that. That changed everything. You can, real, like, you can realize you don't have to even give the, the devil attention. Like, like, I think I shared that the, one of the weeks or whatever, A while back, I had all these really bad dreams, like super wicked dreams, like crazy things that I never even thought or watched on movies or anything before. And it happened, I don't know how long it happened, a couple of weeks or something like that every night. And that just drew me so closer to God. So I woke up in the middle of the night, however many times it was, every night. It's like, thank you, God, that you're here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God, that you love me. Thank you that I have the mind of Christ, that I I, I think good things, mm-hmm. that I'm holy, that I'm blameless. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even acknowledge that. I'm not devil. Get away from me. Get out of here. I must, what door did I open, God, to let this happen? You know, none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like, totally ignore mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh I don't know if you heard of uh, Todd White. He has a, a testimony similar to that. And he, he said, I don't know how people will take this, but maybe to, when it's all over and, and we see the devil, and like, I might just give him a big hug and say, thank you for drawing me closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of complaining, you know. Oh, pray for me. The devil's attacking me or whatever, you know. He so wants you, know? you like, to be afraid. Yeah, he wants you to have focus on him mm-hmm. instead of God. But take the, even though it is the, if it is the devil, whatever. Who cares? That's not you, you know? It's so funny. I was, like, in my room,
2: and there was, like, a little bug or whatever flying across the light. And, you know, when bugs do that, and they cast, like, a big shadow, and the Holy Spirit was, like, that's, what the devil does like yeah, just he's good. just this tiny little bug <laughs> oh. but he'll try to like make out that he's like some big shadowy thing yeah. and it's just so not like yeah. that oh. he has like no power i remember like it was like last week or something i was like oh like he's actually got no power oh. and like so many things dropped off from that like thought patterns that i was having Mm. like god was like um like the holy spirit had said to me maybe a month before that like i've given you a spirit of grace and i was like you've given me a spirit of grace and then like thought patterns just like they just stopped these these voices just stopped and then then going through um like last week being like god like satan has no power over me like what's because of what Jesus has done, like it's it's done, mm-hmm. and then all this other, and I'm just like, oh, like the peace of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. just full grace. Yeah. Yeah. like it's
0: just Religious.
2: it's been amazing,
0: oh. yeah, it's been so good. That's like once once we realize that, like <coughs> that, once we realize who we are in Christ and what He's done for us, like our thought life, so, okay, so you're free from the punishment of sin. You can be free from the thought of sin. You know how. Mm. Because if you think it's you, if you don't know, if you think it's, it's me or God or the devil, like, oh, that might be me thinking these things. You know when it's you. You know when it's you, when you're thinking or not. But like, like you can, your mind, it's, the, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ, okay? We can think like God. We can think like Jesus, Jesus, like man fully anointed by God. That's how we can think. Like you never have to have an evil thought again. The thoughts even. The thoughts. Like that's, some people will think that's blasphemy, but that's true. You can totally do that. Like not think evil in any way. Like when those thoughts enter your head, you can realize, oh, that's not me. If you realize who it is, sometimes you just like, you don't care or you give in or whatever and then you end up sinning or doing something wrong. But like, if you remember, like that's not you. So you're free from the thought of sin, free from the punishment of sin. If you're not thinking of it, you're not acting it. It's got to start here. What starts here, you believe it thinking, oh yeah, then it comes out of your mouth, then it starts acting. Mm -hmm. You know? You're totally, we just read it just in Romans 6, like seven, eight times, So you're free from sin. You're free from sin. You're free from the power of sin. You're free from sin. You're free from sin. You were a slave to sin, now you're saved to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Like, sin is uh, like a basic Christian principle, but people still don't get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Where does it come from? Is it me? Is it the devil? Is it whatever? And it's just awesome to know, like when i when I got free from that, I didn't sit there and think, "Oh God, why did it take ten years or whatever it did?" I'm like, "Thank you, God that I have it now. Yeah. Thank, thank you. God. I don't care why. I'm not even going to ask, so I'm not going to search it out. Like, why does God wait ten years for this and whatever, you know like yeah. <laughs> yeah, why? Oh, poor me, I wasted all that time and I could have done so much more. And God's like. You're still oh. suffering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop suffering <laughs> from the effects of sin, it's you know? <laughs> <the>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> like, that's an effective sin, like always oh, going back and regret. Yeah. Like, regrets never from God. Yeah. Ooh. Never.
2: Still, like working through all of this, like it was all so new to me. I got like a week into being home, and I was like, "The devil's a liar." Like that's
5: that's,
2: that's all he is. Yeah. You can't. He's not sitting there telling you like little bits of like truth. Like he's just there to tell you a lie. Mm, and when yes. you actually mm-hmm. get that, you're just like, oh, "That's
0: oh. that's why like, it's,
2: it's just a lie." <coughs> <laughs> like it's, it's yeah. not even it's not yeah. true. No, like no, Jesus no. is true.
0: That's why it's so like deceiving the devil, because yeah. he'll tell you like three quarter truth, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit in there that twist, mm-hmm. right? Like in the garden. Only benefits it's you. Yeah, just like did did God really say this and that? And
2: like, deceit mm. is deceiving. Like that's why it's deceived. Yeah, because like, it'll it, it deceives. Like it's not like clear as day. Well, it is when like you you filter it through the Holy Spirit. Mm. Like you can you can call it out. But if you like listen if you you can hear it but you don't have to listen to it. And when you if you actually like listen to it, then you you can start to like do it do, 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 do in your head. <laughs> but if you like just like oh like I heard that but I'm just gonna Yeah it's a lie. Because it's not the whole truth. Yeah. If it's not the whole truth then it's a lie. Yeah. Mm.
0: Well it's like you can have someone up up here on stage or preaching Something about Satan and and you should accept Satan and everyone's like, Oh that's crazy, of course not. Like get out of here. But someone could be up here and just saying like ninety nine percent, but throws this little thing in there and then goes back to whatever. Like unless you know what God says Mm -hmm. that might get into you. You know? But yeah. Anyways, that's up for today.